BitMEX co-founder predicts a Bitcoin price surge as a result of USD liquidity and a banana nearly costs a BAYC member his bored ape. Good morning. You're listening to the Rise and Crypto podcast by Cointelegraph with me, Robert Bags, steering you through the crypto cosmos with daily dispatches from the digital frontier. If you want to stay ahead of the curve in crypto, make sure you click that follow button. Right, grab yourself a coffee and let's get into it. I hope you all had a great weekend. There is a lot to talk about and it's all over the crypto map. So let's do a quick rundown. First up, we have the BitMEX co-founder who's predicting we may see a Bitcoin price surge as a result of USD liquidity. CZ's lawyers contest US prosecutors over not being considered safe to fly. Scam software Inferno Drainer shuts down after stealing more than $70 million. An ex-developer of the Bitcoin Lightning Network issues several warnings. And a BAYC member nearly loses his bored ape to fake journalists. The co-founder of the crypto exchange and trading platform BitMEX has predicted a surge in the Bitcoin price for one clear reason, a rise in dollar liquidity. Arthur Hayes, one of the three co-founders of the exchange way back in 2014, took to X to highlight some positive indicators for Bitcoin in the immediate future. This is a finance heavy story, but I'll do my best to lighten it. So I'm going to read you Hayes tweet. But first, two things. Number one, bad girl Yellen, I can't believe I'm going to have to say that twice in this episode, refers to US Treasury Secretary and Bitcoin skeptic Janet Yellen. And number two, I will explain what RRP and TGA are after. Okay, the tweet. Getting my feet did and observing how bad girl Yellen is busy pumping financial assets. Don't get distracted. Dollar liquidity is increasing and BTC will go up as well. This is the chart of net RRP and TGA balance changes. That first sentence is the worst thing I've ever had to read aloud and it took about five takes because I kept breaking after saying getting my feet did. Anyway, the chart that you can't see because this is a podcast points to an improved RRP, TGA and dollar liquidity. So, Let's try and explain those. RRP stands for Net Reverse Repurchase Agreement. Essentially, it's a short-term loan against a security. So a major bank or financial institution might give money to the Federal Reserve overnight in exchange for a security as a guarantee. Then the next day, they swap back. Why is this a positive indicator for Bitcoin's price? Well, when RRPs increase, it typically means there's more money floating around and thus more to invest in. And the best performing asset of the last decade is Bitcoin. So... TGA stands for Treasury General Account. The TGA is, for all intents and purposes, the bank account of the US government, where money collected from taxes and so on goes in and from where spending on infrastructure and so on comes out. Hayes appears to be referencing the TGA balance going down, which suggests the government is spending more, which can increase liquidity. The long and short of it is this. There's more US dollars around, as shown by the net liquidity of USD. The author of this article, Amaka Nwao Kocha, supports this with research by ex-user DharmaFire, whose chart shows a net liquidity surge of $106 billion since November 2021. As I said, this is all a bit heavy on the financial analysis, and that is not my academic background. But the takeaway, according to the BitMEX co-founder, is that the more dollars around will mean more pumped into Bitcoin, and thus the price goes up. And we like it when the line goes up. Right, let's get back to a good old-fashioned legal saga. The Binance settlement and CZ's guilty plea is something we're following closely, and if you listen to last week's episodes, you'll know how important these events are. On Wednesday last week, I wondered if CZ would be allowed to fly back to Dubai to his family pending sentencing in February 2024. On Thursday, and remember, correlation is not causation, I covered the story that the US prosecutors believe CZ 
presents an unacceptable risk of flight and non-appearance if he is allowed to leave the United States pending sentencing. They added that they would not be able to secure his return, and this is due to the lack of an extradition agreement with the UAE. Well, Kieran Lyons covered an update on this tale over the weekend. As you may remember from last week, CZ has voluntarily put money in a bond for if he didn't attend the sentencing, as well as paying an enormous release bond of $175 million already, which he would forfeit. So, he may have felt confident that he could go home. The US prosecutors have poured cold water on that, and CZ is contesting. His lawyers said, and I quote, As Judge Sushida found, all the facts and circumstances amply demonstrate that Mr. Zhao poses no risk of flight and should be permitted to reside at home with his family in the UAE pending sentencing. The government's motion should be denied. They added, His intent is to resolve the case and it would be illogical to take all of these material steps without the intent to appear for sentencing. It's hard to call which way this might go and I'll only be echoing what I said in last week's episodes. That is, I don't believe CZ would hole up in the UAE and refuse to return to the US, but the fact that he can and the US may not be able to do anything about it suggests to me that they may not want to risk that. Unless, of course, they fancy a near quarter of a billion dollar payday, I guess. Ultimately, this won't affect crypto all that much, I shouldn't think. But if CZ was to refuse to come back for sentencing and the US and UAE fought over extradition, it would be yet another tremendously bad look for crypto in the eyes of those who see it as a seedy and scam-ridden industry. Okay, speaking of seedy and scam-ridden, Inferno Drainer is shutting down. What is it? Well, Inferno Drainer is a type of software that comes under many banners that play on the software as a service business model. It's sometimes called scam as a service, fraud as a service, malware as a service, and so on. It is a digital business model that isn't exclusive to crypto, but I don't think I've ever seen one as brash as in crypto. Inferno Drainer isn't unique per se. There are several other similar services, but Inferno has helped steal at least $70 million, though they claim the true number is around 80 million. Okay, so how does it work? Well, this is how it typically goes. Someone who looks as if they're from a major brand or a big player in crypto will reach out to you offering something or other. They send you a link, you click it, and it takes you to a convincing website that asks for your wallet's private key in order to get whatever is offered. And that's that. Your NFTs and crypto are gone. If you've been in crypto long enough, you'll probably scoff at giving out your private keys, but don't be arrogant. Crypto can be confusing, and even some of the most experienced people in the space have fallen victim to scams. Early this year, Monkey Drainer, a similar tool, shut down, and Inferno Drainer took the helm. Inferno's software offered everything you need to drain people's wallets in exchange for a 20% cut. The blockchain security firm Certic told the author of this article, Jesse Coughlin, that Inferno Drainer was one of the most damaging phishing kits to the community we've ever seen. Inferno Drainer took to Telegram yesterday to announce the end of the craziest journey. Inferno Drainer is shutting down. Unfortunately, nothing lasts forever. The post goes on to say that their files and servers will not be destroyed, but users should find a new service. With no hint of irony, despite the irony being visible from space, the post adds that the official Telegram account is being deleted and to not trust anyone, and that imitators are trying to scam you. The announcement signs off with, we hope you can remember us as the best drainer that ever existed. The Web3 anti-scam platform ScamSniffer estimates over 104,000 victims and over $71 million taken just this year, with the record day coming as recently as the 12th of November, which saw over $3.9 million stolen. While it's definitely good to see the back of Inferno Drainer, it is far from the end of scam-as-a-service software in the crypto space, so never click links from people you can't 100% verify. 
Next up, let's take a look at Braden Andrea's piece where he discusses the Bitcoin Lightning Network with a developer who left, Antoine Riard. Riard left the ecosystem due to concerns over a new attack vector that he said put Lightning in a perilous position. The Lightning Network is a second layer built over Bitcoin to improve the scalability and efficiency of Bitcoin. The Lightning Network allows users to create multiple transactions off-chain and then settle the result on-chain, for example. Riard spoke to Braden about the situation with the Lightning Network and he did not hold back. He said the Lightning developers need to wake up, stop the sleepwalking and go to the whiteboard to design a robust and sustainable fix in hand with other developers at the base layer, preserving the long-term decentralization and openness of Lightning. Riyadh went on to claim that many of the Lightning-centric firms are trying to please venture capitalists rather than focusing on the network's mission and security, which he says is at the long-term detriment of end-users. Riyadh is also concerned that one of the trade-offs the VC-funded firms are willing to make is decentralization. He told Braden, centralized systems are great in the scale of efficiency. However, they come with the downside of systemic single point of failure and lower cost of user censorship, fundamental risks that one might wish to hedge against as a Bitcoiner. The Lightning Network has nearly $200 million of BTC locked in it, according to DeFi Llama, and warnings like this from an ex-developer for the ecosystem should have significant weight put in them. Finally, I have to discuss this scam attempt on a board ape holder written up by Martin Young. I know it's been a bit of a scam heavy episode, but this one is so absurd and came so close to working, you just have to hear it. On Sunday, X user Crumbs, a board ape holder, alerted the community about an elaborate scam. I'll link Crumbs' thread in the show notes, but here is what happened. Crumbs was contacted by someone pretending to be the editor of Forbes and looking at both the fake profile and the real profile of the editor of Forbes, the fake one looked more real to me. The scammer claimed that Forbes is writing an article about the Bored Ape Yacht Club and they wanted apes to discuss their experience within the club. Naturally, Crumbs was excited by the chance of interviewing with Forbes. The Zoom call was with the fake editor, but also a fake version of Forbes crypto journalist Stephen Ehrlich. Neither of the not Forbes people had their cameras on and Crumbs said he thought that the non-premium Zoom and wanting to record the screen with a separate recorder were red flags but he went with it. Crumbs had to press a button to allow recording, which he says he didn't think much of. However, he was then asked to get an item along the theme of apes, which in this case was a banana. Crumbs naturally didn't have a banana to hand, so he muted, paused his video and went to go grab one, but he had the foresight to stop and wait by the screen for a moment. The scammers immediately took control of his PC and navigated to delegate.cash before Crumb stopped them and shut down his PC. Other board ape holders have also reported being contacted by fake Forbes journalists. And in fact, earlier this month, the blockchain security firm Slowmist highlighted just how many victims were losing crypto assets to fake journalists. Martin also recalled in this article another case from October where a friend.tech user clicked a link to a consent form for an interview with a fake Bloomberg journalist and that resulted in their wallet being drained. Fortunately, Crumbs was vigilant enough that this was just a close call. But imagine losing your bored ape while you go to grab a banana. Wow, that was a bizarre episode. Crypto is never dull. But that is it for today. Consider yourself informed. Thank you for listening to the Rise in Crypto podcast by Cointelegraph. If you're enjoying these daily updates, please make sure you let us know by following, subscribing and leaving a review. I see some of you have already done that and it really does help. Have a great Monday. Let's do this again tomorrow. 